That is Beard, the Gay Dad Podcast with Alex Megan and Young Megan. Hello, we are back with a new season. Welcome back, Alex. Welcome back, Jan. I mean, we've we, been seeing each other every single day, all day for the last 365 days, but still. <laughs> we had COVID. We did. So let's get that out of the way. We did. Thank God, uh, pretty in mild. December. In yeah. December, pretty mild for us. We don't know whether our kids really had it or not. And we just got the vaccination. Yes, we got the Johnson & Johnson. We we waited in our car, as you do in Los Angeles. Uh, it was a drive-through, you know, you roll down your window and some woman stabs you in the arm. It wasn't a, a woman, it was a soldier. Well, one of them was a It was an soldier. operational military operation. It was, it was very impressive, Amazing. actually. Yeah. yeah, they do like 100,000 vaccines per day. It's incredible. Something like that. It's just incredible, yeah. When we had COVID, we brought uh, our children in. They're both five, uh, five and a half year old twins, for those of you who haven't been keeping up. Um, and Ben was lying there and the doctor, it was a doctor who was doing the, the COVID test and he takes out the, you know, the long Q-tip swab and he says, okay, I'm going to put this in your nose and it's going to tickle just for a second. So he sticks the thing up my kid's nose and he's screaming at the top of his lungs my son is and then he pulls the, the doctor pulls the q-tip out and ben grabs his wrist and says give me that q-tip i'm gonna tickle your nose and see how it feels daddy squared around the world it's more of a uh, capturing uh, a snapshot of uh, 2021 what's it like for gay men and in particular for gay dads what are the options for gay men uh, each week we're going to talk with a dad from a different country and they're going to talk to us about gay rights and you know their experience and and everything like You'll Just see. Just to, yeah, to get, a, get a feel for what it's like in that country as a gay man and a prospective gay dad and then a gay dad. Yeah, and there are a few changes to the format. It's not like a regular season, but uh, you'll, you'll keep up. I, I trust you. We never have a regular season. We are, we are always renewing like Madonna. Only we're not like Madonna. We're not as pissed off as she seems to be. I don't know what's going on there. That is good. Today we start with France. So, and I have to say that... Um, since our kid learned about Paris, and I don't know where, every antenna that they see, they think it's uh, Eiffel Tower. <laughs> you know? Like all these little antennas near the Hollywood sound, they're like, here's Paris! And I'm like, no. Our guests uh, today are Nicolas and Orlean from the documentary The Ghost of the Republic. It's the recent documentary that is co-produced by Dan Savage. Um, in France, I'm going to give it to you right now. Surrogacy is illegal, and children who are born through surrogates are not considered citizens in France. I mean, right now it's getting better, uh, but they used to be called the ghosts of the Republic because they're, they're no, there's no... They don't have a country. Yeah. They don't have a country. And, and, and look, I mean, this is one of these subjects. We'll go into it in the interview, and, and we'll, uh, we have some, some information about it after the interview as well. But it's important to keep in mind that surrogacy is a complicated thing. We think of it, we, my husband and I, think of it so fondly because without it we wouldn't have been able to have children but there's another side to surrogacy that contributes to some of the reasons why surrogacy is illegal in some very very progressive countries and i think it's a really important topic to cover mm-hmm 
So now, Alex, I have some uh, facts about France that okay. I gather just to get us in the mood. Okay. Uh, so France was established as a country in 1792. Oh, it's interesting. I mean, you mean the Republic was established in 1792 after the Revolution. That's true. There was a France for a long, long time before that. And, they, and they, they've always talked funny. Alex just knows everything. It's, <laughs> it's just amazing. Uh, the population as of March 2021 is 67.4 million. Their currency is euro. Mm-hmm. It used to be franc. Well, francs. Yeah. Uh, and the national food, do you know? I assume fromage or some cheese, or, you know. It's called pot-au-feu. Pot-au-feu? It's a stewed meat, meats and vegetables. Oh, actually sounds very nice. I thought it's like baguette. Like Look, that's the most famous thing that we like. It's tour Eiffel and baguette. American. And barrette. Uh, um, <laughs> We're going to demonstrate our ugly Americanness in this. That's not ugly American. It's Israeli. Fine, it's ugly Israeli. French is baguette. Well, I don't know where you got that piece of information, but let's go with it. Uh, Three things you didn't know came from France. Okay. They discover of the natural latex and rubber in the early 1700s. That makes sense. Uh, Roulette. Well, actually, when I saw it, I'm like, yeah, that sounds French. Yeah, yeah. And face transplant. (laughs) (laughs) Also, Gerard Depardieu. I'm I'm sure they're very sorry about that, but it did happen. Yeah. What, peeing in the plane, you mean? No, just the very existence of Gerard Depardieu. Um, So, just so you know, face transplant was first made in France in 2005 by Dr. Bernard de Vigilogel. I wonder whether Gerard Depardieu is going to avail himself of that surgery. He probably shouldn't. Also, they won Eurovision five times. Oh, good. <laughs> That's it? You don't have anything to say about that? About Eurovision? I live for Eurovision. You know that. It's my whole existence. <laughs> and now we're ready. We're going to find out what uh, gay men are in France are doing to become dads through Nicolas and Orléans' story and interview. Yeah, and, and uh, please check out daddysqr.com slash France to see more information and everything that we're talking about in the interview and the episode that might be relevant for you. Let's get on the plane. <laughs> I guess it's wheels up. We're going to France. Hello. Hi. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Is this Nicolas or Orlean? I'm Aurelien. And I am Nicolas. Oh, okay. So now we know the, the voices. We sat down and watched the documentary. First of all, I have to ask, when did it all happen? Because you just told us that you put your son to bed and there was no son <laughs> in the in the movie. So, yes. uh, so now Louise turned uh, five last wow. October. So yeah, it started almost six and a half years ago. Let's talk a little bit uh, about the movie. How did you get into like doing this? Did you guys were were you guys approached by somebody in the production? Uh, yeah, Jonathan, who is the producer of the movie, uh, we we were friends. We have a friend uh, in common, and uh, we were really at the beginning. It was the first time we went to the U.S. to meet agencies, mm-hmm. uh, surrogacy agencies, and he was like, it it was in California. I was living in L.A. at that moment, so we met him to go. Uh, to a night tour of LA with him, and uh, he asked about what what was the purpose of our trip. So when we uh, explained him that we were coming to uh, meet agencies, he said, "But 
why are you do you have to come so far from your home to meet a surrogacy agency and then we explain why uh, that it was forbidden in France and so he, he had the idea about doing a documentary because for him it was just a very big thing that he was not aware of and uh, then he took sometimes for us to have the money uh, to start to really start a project and uh, so three or four years later when he have done with his uh, previous documentary we start um, our process so that's why he started uh, his film with uh, our wedding Oh, I see. Yeah, which by the way was lovely. And you had the ma- <laughs> you had you. the mayor at your wedding. That's that's impressive. Yeah. Um, you know, Americans would have a tendency to look at France and assume that it was an extremely liberal uh, country, and and there is this I guess mixture of liberalism and and you see it in the movie as well um, and conservatism. Was everyone surprised who you spoke to in America, uh, or were there people in the um, you know the IVF world who were already familiar with this challenge that people have in France? Yeah, I think uh, agencies, especially agencies and clinics, who are uh, aware that uh, they have a lot of, of clients from Europe, so mm. they are aware of the situation in um, the major countries in, in Europe about uh, the legal part. But when you go out of those uh, people uh, who are working in the business, all other people, like in the hospital, um, our surrogate, and everybody was really surprised that uh, we have to come so far from uh, from France to to be able to uh, do a surrogacy. And uh, at first, the, the the first idea is that uh, we want to put. The, the most distance possible between the surrogate and uh, ourselves. Ah. So when we explain that in our country it's not possible and uh, it's not a, a point for gay or heterosexual, like surrogacy is completely forbidden in France, usually yeah, American people are really surprised. Right. And, and just to make it clear, it's also forbidden for straight people, right? It's not a game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for yeah. everyone. So yes, yeah, so it's completely forbidden. So there's there's something that was not 100% clear to me in the documentary, which was that the illegality of surrogacy inside France was clear. But yeah. the challenge associated with bringing a child into the country that you've had via um, IVF overseas or outside of the country is does that apply the same way to a straight couple as it does to a gay one as soon as the um, the, the authorities for example uh, the consulate or the embassy uh, the french in uh, in the us are supposed that the the child is born through surrogacy you are um, you can have some difficulties to be recognized as the legal parent of the child. Even if, in the case of a straight couple, all of the DNA of the child belongs to both of the parents. There was a surrogate. Yeah. Really? The, 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 law, the law in France, it's that the mother of the child is the mother who gives birth. Wow. So that's why uh, even for a heterosexual couple, it could be some issues. Interesting. Okay. And has anything changed since uh, the movie? Did it make any 
impact? Um, not really. As the the only thing that changed is that it's really easier to get the passports right now. For example, um, our son is born three years after our our daughter, and uh, it was really easy for him to get the passport and his uh, French ID card uh, compared to Louis. Uh, we I had to to do a lot of uh, legal papers to be uh, then she could be recognized as a French citizen. Uh, so it took one year for her to get the, the, her passport in France, and for Theodore it took uh, fourteen days, I think. But still, they are not on our family book, and they are not recognized as our legal son and daughter in France right now. That seems like a very complicated legal thing for, for France to work out. What they're essentially saying is that these children are citizens of France, but they are not the children it's of almost anyone like a who punishment. lives in France. I feel like yeah. it's like a punishment for you guys for going through surrogacy. Exactly, but uh, you know, the punishment is it's for the child, so that's why it's really weird, and France has been condemned by the European court many times, I think 12 or 14 times, because the only um, person who has a difficulty through that is the child, uh, who has not the same rights as any other French child. Right. Uh, to be recognized as a full uh, citizen with his uh, legal parents, as we are uh, their legal parents in the US, and their first uh, citizenship is American. Uh, as the U.S. is uh, like um, legally, we are the, their parents in the U.S. So France has not any right to say that we are not their parents, but hmm. it's still a problem right now. Our children are both born uh, via IVF and surrogacy. So certainly I'm in no position to argue against <laughs> surrogacy. I'm, I'm very supportive of it. And yet in the movie, there were some people uh, who were presented, whether they were interviewed or it was a video taken from uh, your, um, your, your parliament or whatever it was, mm -hmm. who were making very passionate arguments on what is also considered a relatively liberal, um, you know, angle, which is the rights of women, avoiding exploitation, and all of this kind of stuff. Um, do you give any credit to the side that opposes you for uh, sincerity in that, or do you think it's all bullshit made up for political reasons? I think it's really political. Even right now, for example, they are trying to change the law to uh, uh, permit to a single woman and lesbian couple to be able to go through IVF, uh -huh. uh, which is not possible right now in France. And still on that point, it's very, very, very political. And for surrogacy, I can understand that in some countries, the surrogate is really poor and you try to, you know... Exploit. Exploit, exactly. Yes. So it could be an issue. And I completely understand that you are not fully uh, positive on that way uh, to do the surrogacy. But when you take the example of the US or in Canada, for example... I think if you put uh, some law uh, all around the surrogacy and uh, every, everybody can be protected and everybody can do this only if uh, they are fully aware of what they are doing. And um, right now people are fighting against uh, the rights of those child children who are already born and they are, they are living right now in France and people are still fighting against those rights. So... 
I think that's the the the, the perfect example of the of uh, the, the political part of that uh, of that fight. What what can you tell us about life as a gay person, regardless of wanting to have kids? Like, what's it like in France now? I don't know if we are the if we could represent all the gay people in France because uh, <laughs> I know from your experience in my, in my family in all the job that I've done and especially in my uh, position right now uh, in in my airline company um, I've been always protected by uh, by my family by my uh, by my employers and um, I'm living in Paris. I know that it's very different to live in a big city compared to living in the countryside and um, you live very differently you know in the city and especially when you're gay I, I can say in, in my uh, with my experience that it's kind of uh, open it's kind of easy but still uh, for example we are together with uh, Nicolas for 17 years now and we never take our hands in the street we never kiss each other in the street in front of other people and uh, even if I think now we have two kids and uh, we are always uh, all together then you know people realize that we are a family and uh, we have never um, to to deal with uh, bad behaviors but still I, i think it could be difficult do you hear about young... do you hear about homophobia uh, incidents yes in of course yeah, yeah. I, i i know for example in in some uh, big company also it could be uh, an issue Uh, if you want to uh, to have some positions and uh, yeah I think so it's the same in, in all the countries like I think it's the same in the US in all big European countries it could be the same situation for example I think if you live in New York that you have a big position and you know you're healthy and uh, I think you can live your life like uh, almost like everybody else but if you're in the middle of the US in a little very little country and uh, it could be different you yes know? yeah I mean there's no doubt about it we we're talking to you right now from West Hollywood inside Los Angeles yeah. which is <laughs> I don't know if you're actually allowed to be straight and live in this neighborhood <laughs> um, we, we're given the permission to convert people if we want to um, did yeah. you have Um, theater um, was theater part of the same if you don't mind my asking was theater yeah. part of the same set of embryos that you had from the first yeah, time exactly around the same. it's all the same team same donor same uh, surrogate oh same and, surrogate uh, same too clinic, same agency yeah it's oh, exactly the same wow that's a, and you and so of course that means you did it here in Vegas yeah in Vegas the, the both of them is born are born in Vegas yeah. got it you know we were making a joke when we were talking about uh, because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, uh, surrogacy and IVF in Las Vegas and uh -huh. you know we were joking with someone we were interviewing about how you know you just walk up to the slot machine and you pull the lever down it comes up baby <laughs> baby, baby, <laughs> baby 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 and they're done yeah <laughs> Um, so, and do you know what about, uh, do you know something about adoption in, uh, in France? Is that something that other like gay men want, want to do because the surrogacy is I, I know some people are trying like, uh, but, um, when the, the marriage became legal in France, adoption became legal also. Uh, so for, for gay or lesbian couple who are married, um, but I know the situation is very difficult also for heterosexual couple like there's not a lot of child uh, to be adopted mm -hmm. 
which is a good thing when you you, you think about it. But yeah. um, and the 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 more the, the thing more difficult is that uh, when you're gay, you're not the, on the priority list to have a kid. Yeah. Um, there was some issue. I think f maybe one or two years ago, there was a big thing because um, the agency who take care of the adoption uh, they find some the press find some documents uh, saying that a gay couple can only adopt a child with difficulties, meaning um, handicapped or uh, wow. you know old child that uh, were difficult to to put in in, in family. Forgive so me, that but that's a big thing. But I think it's the reality. That's incredible. I mean, that is. Yeah. I can't even un tie how twisted that concept is we're not going to place a child who is fully uh able um with a homosexual couple but if they're having lots of problems then they can yeah. be adopted wow all i have to yeah. say is wow okay <laughs> is there like somebody like a, a an organization in france that is like you feel that like in uh, fights this like an LGBT organization who yes of course yeah. but adoption is uh, is almost only controlled by uh, Catholic families uh, they have the right to decide which family can have uh, the children so I think that the system is is it's not made in a good way for gay couples anyway and it will take a long time to make ch things change. You don't think that Pope Francis's uh, recent uh, statements will have any short-term benefit? I think benefit? It, it's, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing, ah. but it, it will take a lot of time to change people's right. minds. And uh, even, for example, I don't know if you if you remember in the movie, you can see uh, some, uh, uh, you know, in the street when people were fighting against... Uh, uh, the gay marriage legalization. Yeah. Um, right now, we have now some testimony of uh, of uh, children who have been um, uh, in in those streets with their, their their parents and who are now gay or lesbian and said who just realized what they were doing. You know, and it's very difficult to 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 imagine yeah. that uh, they were in the street because of their parents to fight against their own rights and. Uh, so yeah, it, it will take time. Right. When you, we talk about uh, the gay families, there's yeah. two big associations who are taking care of the homosexual and uh, lesbian families, mm -hmm. and um, who are fighting for they, they are fighting for our rights. And I know they have because um, like known people, you know, yeah. uh, are making things change because they are talk, talking about their surrogacy process. The, you can see picture of their family. Uh, you mean celebrities? You, you yeah, mean, kind of okay. celebrities, yes. In France, exactly. French celebrities. In France, yes, okay. exactly. Like who, for uh, example? Uh, Marc-Olivier Fogiel, for example. He made a book and uh, he's very, very, uh, like, powerful. Uh, mm -hmm. in the in the media system right now and he has two daughters born in Florida okay um, and I think showing the to the people that they are just uh, like the, the most normal family you can ever see uh, it's very helpful for all the other family because usually when the people are thinking about the surrogacy and a gay couple having kids, uh, I think they have some image in their mind and uh, 
they usually when you talk to people, they don't realize how the surrogacy process is and that your family can be exactly the same as theirs. And um, so I think for those people to see those uh, those celebrities and to talk with, uh, like to, to read books or maybe to see movies or like the one we've made, um, I think in the people who are not really fully against surrogacy and fully uh, homophobic it could be it could make, make things change you know yeah I, I think we, so. because we, we can every day in our everyday life we can see w when people are looking at our family uh, usually it's only good things that are that, that you can feel you know and that people are are, are um, telling to us Uh, for example uh, for Louise at the school or for Theodore at the, ba uh, the baby care it's You know, it's we have only positive uh, thought coming yeah. to us. So yeah, I mean, we we couldn't agree with you more. I think that there is a huge percentage of the population in at least in Western countries who they're not hardcore homophobes. They just don't know one way or the other. And the more mm -hmm. they can be exposed to a gay family with children, the more they will recognize that there is no difference. And by the way, not just in the good ways, right? I mean, yeah. uh, all of the challenges and, and pains that a, a family goes through raising children apply as much to a gay couple as a straight one. Yeah. The lack of sleep, it's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, you went and did it again. <laughs> Three years later, you know. Uh, um. Let's say that uh, we have some listeners in France that they are gay men who consider to to have a baby. Is uh, first of all, I wanted to ask: like, it sounds like the tendency of the French people is to go to the USA, even though they yeah. are. Yes. Yeah, because um, I, I think the situations from our side looks very uh, clear. Like everything is legal, and uh, yeah, even it's the, if the cost could uh, like it's not affordable for everyone, mm -hmm. uh, and just affordable for a few, I think, yeah. uh, because of the amount, which just huge. Uh, you just have to pay everything, all the medical uh, procedure, all the insurance, the health insurance, insurance for the baby, yeah. all the travel, uh, the, the the surrogate compensation. And so it, it makes really a, a huge amount. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's a big thing. I think people are going to other countries only for financial uh, consideration. So we were talking about your rights as parents, and it just occurs to me, so what happens when it comes to decisions that need to be made legally over the direction that your children will take? Uh, a medical decision, an education decision. Um, if legally you are not firmly established as the parents, does that impact those kinds of decisions, or does the government just sort of wave their hand at it and Say, well. Which is weird that we never had any issues uh, to when we had, uh, for example, to to uh, to put our, our daughter at school. Or Theodore has been to the hospital um, when he was just a few months old. Like uh, um, so, 
as long as they both have our family names uh, and in their birth certificate, the US one, uh, they have, uh, we are both their parents. I see. We just, we just had to be, the, the birth certificate had to be translated in France and that's it. When they ask, usually it, the, the most easier way when you have a, uh, something with the administration in France or a legal paper to do, for example, a passport. Or t- Usually you present the family book, which is easier. But as soon as they are not on ours, uh, we just present the U.S. birth certificate translated and we don't have any issue. That sounds as if um, there are certain elements of the government that fully realize that this is not a manageable situation and they're of they're course. just going to let it go forward because people have to raise their children and then there are others who are trying to, uh, to make trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. We do like to get to the sillier portion of, uh, of these interviews, um, but I do think that they're relevant because parents are really fascinated by the way children are raised in other countries. So my first question for you, what were your children's first solid foods? I guess steak. <laughs> <laughs> French people, uh, right. I think it's pasta. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Do you believe that your children eat very well compared to, you know, American kids? <laughs> American kids. Uh, yeah. Because usually when we go to the U.S. Um, we, before COVID, we used to go almost every year to the to the U.S. Uh-huh. So um, during the past five years, we've been with Louise, and uh, every time we arrive in the U.S., it's just a nightmare to give her something to eat that she likes <laughs> and who is not junk food. Because for the first days, you can just give fries and uh, nuggets and uh, so that's fine when but when you try to find something else to eat it's just a nightmare is there a on either side of of the family are there any um uh, interesting family cold or fever remedies that you want to share with us Mm, we we like our our children our kids are not uh really sick like Thank it's God. really rare. So no, we don't really have any advice. Okay. Can you give us uh, the name of a gay icon from your country that you think the whole world should know about or, or at least should Google about? Um, we have Madonna and Cher to offer the world. <laughs> tell, us, tell us who yours should be. Our biggest uh, female singer is uh, Milan Farmer. Milan Farmer, okay. Of yeah, I know her. And yeah, it's she's just the the the, the ultimate gay icon in France. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. <laughs> um, well, l- listen. It and is- she has she has red hair like. Uh, like me and my son, so <laughs> that make a, a special link between me and her. Ah, do you do you, uh, at what age did you introduce her music to your kids? Ah, um, they, they they are introduced to a lot of kinds of music from uh, Lana Del Rey to uh, Madonna, for example, mm-hmm. or uh, Maria Carey for Christmas. Uh, of course, songs. so yeah, it's of course, <laughs> and uh, they love dancing so. That's wonderful. Yeah. 
That's it. I listen. This this has been absolutely delightful. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Nicolas, Nicolas, apologize. He has to take care of uh, Theodore because he's not asleep. He's right not now, fine. So. We don't know anything about those things. <laughs> Our children just instantly go to sleep uh, after they play the violin. Um, again, thank you so thank much, and we hope you. to talk to you soon. It was a pleasure. Thank you. All right. All right. Bye. 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 Welcome back to Daddy Squared Around the World France episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jan. I'm Alex. And we're back uh, from the interview with Nicolas and Orlean. And let's look at the options for gay men in France. Okay. okay so we have surrogacy, uh, which is very expensive, but it's doable. Um, well, doable, but not in that country. Yeah. So, you, you know, that's got to be an international affair. Yeah. And you, we have adoption. So this takes a long time. And of course, conservatives push back. And you'll read on our episode page some horrible, really horrible news stories from about that. By the way, in, uh, in 2018, only four couples managed to get adoption. Oh, four gay couples? Four gay that was couples. it? Yeah, wow. that's what the reports are saying. Okay. And the average weight in general is three to four years for gay men it's usually like seven years something wow. like that so well it can be also you know shorter than that but you know it really all depends on luck i guess right um they also have something that's called uh, civil sponsorship which is not really parenting like it's like somebody sponsors our podcast I they see. pay money and they say okay we're now legally our you know, can visit right. you. Can we accept sponsors for our children? Because I'm into it, <laughs> totally into it. And there's also uh, a thing called co-parenting. You know, sure. that's uh, that's also a, a solution. The only problem with that is that there's no legal or biolog- biological status. Yeah. Uh, it's all, only a social thing. It's not written anywhere. So that's also a problem. So I think that... I would also point out, we should never really forget this. The number of gay dads who are gay dads because they were married to a woman and had children is very, very large. I mean, that that might represent the majority of gay dads. That you think? Out there. Sure. Sure. I think the majority is adoption. I don't know. I, In look, America, at least. We, we don't know, but uh, my point is we shouldn't uh, ignore that category because it's a very important one. Yeah, and two organizations um, that helps gay men in France, uh, APGL, that's the main organization. They're existing since uh, uh, 1986. And ADFH, they sure like their abbreviation. Um I found this uh, interview and the, the, the kind of core subject that it covered to be really compelling and challenging to me because on one hand, you know, we did surrogacy and, and what a, a, a magnificent blessing and gift to us that we could and that we have these wonderful children that we have as a result. So it seems like it's an open and shut case. Surrogacy is great. On the other hand, I have to say, though it's hard for me, um, 
I look at the argument being made by at least sincere members of, let's call it the other side in France or anywhere else, who want to keep surrogacy uh, banned, want to keep it illegal, not just from gay men, but from everyone. And I say, look, you know, some of them have a really good argument. If you are a surrogate in a very wealthy country and you have a strong support system and everything else, which thank God our surrogate did, okay, I got it. But what if you don't? And how easily can you be uh, uh, abused and exploited? And how do we how do we know that surrogates aren't desperate and being paid the money and doing something that they really don't want to do, but they're doing it because they have no other choice and their bodies are effectively being exploited uh, in order to to provide this thing to some other couple? I mean, it's. It's a hard thing to say, but it can't be ignored. As they say in the interview that most of the people who oppose it don't really understand what it is about and they don't bother to even ask. So, and I think that the best thing about agencies, surrogacy agencies in America, from what I learned and from what I understand, is that they make sure that in their screening, they will take... That's why they do so much screening for the surrogate. They, they take only those who they are pretty sure they're not doing it for any other reason right. by, but uh, the, the reason that we want to, which is what makes it ethical. Yeah, and, look, I, I hear you. Although what I would say is this, I don't know whether an agency is legit. I don't, right? And so thank God many of them are. But what I would argue is if the government makes laws saying surrogacy should be illegal and they want to change that so that the government says surrogacy is legal, then put controls in place that allow you to, you know, a, a government official has to interview every single surrogate. At, what? Really? We do it for so many other things. Why can't we do it for this? Why can't, France is one of the most bureaucratic countries in the world. Why can't they interview every prospective surrogate and say, hey, are, is all that money going to you? Uh, you know, what's your living situation, etc. And if this person, if they sense that this person is being exploited, then they can say, no, we're not going to do that. I mean, certainly it's better than what they're doing now, which is just You mean to like make social services, yes. like what they do for adoption? Yes. That's a good idea. But I think that, uh, you know, you can really trust um, the agencies. All you should do is ask them, like, how do you screen your surrogates? You'll know from their answer because there are so many, and we know. Not to be difficult, but that presumes that you, the prospective parent, aren't corrupt yourself. Yeah. Who's to say that there aren't parents who are willing to be exploitive in the way that they're hiring surrogates? Yeah, that's true. You know? We would never do that. Yeah. Right, Carly? Never. And gay men, I think that uh, they're trying to be. Yeah, there are no bad gay men. No, all we're gay all men good. Are good and pure. Daddy, that's QR.com. And, and of course, you know, so we're talking about resources. Um, this season, we partnered with uh, Men Having Babies for the whole season. I think they are the main resource for gay men all around the world, like if you're looking at surrogacy. Yeah, and you know, every episode this season, we're going to take a minute or two for the, um, I don't know, MHB corner. The uh, MHB is Men Having Babies. It's an excellent nonprofit organization that helps prospective gay dads around the world with education and funding for their effort to become dads. 
Today, we asked Lisa Schuster, director of MHB's Gay Parenting Assistance Program, to tell us about the stigma attached to the surrogacy process and what to do about it. She, by the way, uh, has her own family and has been a surrogate twice. Yeah, I think one for a couple in France. Oh, really? Well, yeah, yeah so all the more appropriate. We talked briefly in the interview with uh, Nicolas and Orlean about how people feel in France about surrogacy. It causes a lot of stigma, not only to the surrogate herself, but also to the couple who are doing uh, surrogacy. And the children and the families around the children. And yeah. And uh, Men Having Babies are working a lot as a nonprofit organization around the uh, stigma issue for surrogates and, and for uh, gay men who are doing that. And let's hear from... Let's hear from Lisa. This is MHB Corner. The issue of stigma around surrogacy is really a multifaceted issue. In America, we tend to think of that stigma coming from primarily conservative viewpoints of those who object to assisted reproduction or to gay families themselves. So it comes to a surprise to many Americans who view Europe as a much more liberal area that there are even greater amounts of stigma surrounding surrogacy there. And this is really coming from not only a conservative viewpoint, but from a liberal viewpoint as well, as many Europeans feel that surrogacy is exploitative towards women. It's a form of human trafficking. And really those people that are impacted by this stigma or these negative attitudes towards surrogacy are the families themselves and children through surrogacy. Surrogates are so far removed from these communities that they don't feel that negative connotation that's held in Europe. But as children are born through surrogacy and continue to uh, live in those areas, they're impacted by that negative narrative that people hold against surrogacy. And for those families raising their children in that environment, my best advice really is to be proud of your family, to always speak positively of to your children of their origins, speak positively about your surrogate, positively about your egg donor, and maintain those great relationships as your children grow up. That will give your children a sound foundation of who they are and how they came into this world and help to mitigate that negative societal impact that they might run into as they enter school and as they uh, grow into that community and really having that own pride and that confidence in your family building uh, can really help to change those viewpoints of those around you. It's really much easier to hold viewpoints or to hold stigmas if you haven't actually met a family uh, through surrogacy. If you don't know somebody directly, once you get to know somebody, once you can see their family and see that they have a great relationship from their surrogate and that it is coming through a journey of love, it's much harder to hold on to those stigmas and it can help to change viewpoints and uh, community perceptions of your family. Family. So I would resist the urge to maybe let things, uh, people assume that your children are adopted and go with that, but really be proud and, and speak to your child early and often about how they came into this world and that it was a journey of love um, and that everybody in that journey um, was positively impacted by it. Manhavingbabies.org you know, one thing that she said that really resonates with me, and I'm not saying we did this intentionally, it's just the nature of who we are, is that we have never tried to cover 
the fact that we made these kids in a factory with, with, you know, surrogacy, right? We've never tried to cover it from our own kids. We've never tried to cover it with, you know, <laughs> random people that we meet uh, in the park. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think that Jan sometimes thinks it's uh, sharing too much information, but I kind of like the idea of just being right out there in the open with it. It, it, um, it, it helps people. They might be a little bit surprised at the beginning, but it has a tendency to get people kind of excited about the notion of what this is all about. Yeah, but granted, you live in West Hollywood. I do. Not in France. I do. Before we go, um, something that makes our life easier, we want to finish on an easy, optimistic oh. wording. Yeah, so we, we, we're going to talk today about Roomba. And it's not an ad. It's just it genuine, could be though. Yeah, it could be, but uh, it's just the <laughs> genuine stuff from our own lives. We just. Uh, I would argue, by robot. the way, speak for yourself because you, you haven't heard my side yet. But go ahead. <laughs> we so we. I, I almost said like we hired a we hired we hired a robot to <laughs> to really uh, clean off uh, all of the crumbs and everything that our children are. Um, You know that is shedding. Yes, I want to say shed. like the children shed. shed. They do yeah. during the during the day, and it really helps a lot. Like because I, before that, I found myself like sw- swiping, sweeping, sweeping the floor like twice a day, and now I just say click, click, and he does the work. By the way, and his name is Sakis. Right, his name is Sakis. There and, is, and we yeah. like him. Um, you know, I kind of scream at him from time to time. Oh my but God, he does. He actually stands over the Roomba and complains that it's focusing too much on this area when that area is still a mess. It's an inanimate object that doesn't understand. It's amazing how smart it is. I bet. It I bet you smart. he hears me. <laughs> I don't think he hears you. He might. He might tell you know the other woman who's listening all the time. Yeah. Look, I mean, so let me just say, I I think that it's been very impressive. Um, you know, you we we've programmed it so that on all of the days other than the day that the cleaning lady comes, uh, he comes out at 12 o'clock to vacuum. We wouldn't do it on the day that the cleaning lady is there because we don't want to offend her. You know? yeah. uh, but, but here's the thing. It's 11.59 and like Jan is on a Zoom call and I'm in the bathroom or whatever and you hear the dun, sound. Dun, 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 right? dun. And that means you're in a lot of trouble because you have to run around the house picking up the socks. We want him to do a good job. Yeah, the, but Pick up just, the socks. It's not just that because if you don't pick up the socks, he'll run over a sock and then you're finished. Yeah. Yeah. Or the yes. ultimate. When we actually bought it, and I did like a cute uh, Instagram story about like the kids like getting so excited about mm. it, yeah. and people wrote to me, "Wait until uh, he runs over poop from yes. your dog." Yes. And like, huh? yes, because it goes because then it goes from being a vacuum cleaner to a shit distribution device. Oh my god! And um, it happened. It of did. Course. Runs like over a week and later. then. And then spreads it evenly throughout your home to make sure that it's maximized the the uh, like a, a, a patina of shit that's all over the place. Thank you, which Roomba. is <laughs> which is definitely <laughs> it's really great. Um, which is definitely we thought we're through with that, but now we have a new puppy. So, right, you know it's uh, right. So we we strongly recommend the Roomba, but what we do suggest is if you or anyone in your home is incontinent. Probably think think again before you buy it. Alex, yes. thank you for a wonderful season premiere. <laughs> we end with uh, poop, as usual. Like, as it's all about poopy poop. that we are. Yeah, look, I just want to say that it's been a long time since we recorded an episode. We did uh, Gay Dad Save the World back in June. 
of last May. year, May of last year, and it was great. I loved doing it. And some of the best fun that I have with my husband, some of it, some of the best fun that I have with my husband is sitting right here recording the podcast. And so I'm glad we did oh, this Oh, that's so sweet. The other fun is uh, couples therapy. <clears throat> oh, couples therapy? Uh, oh, you mean that fun? Well, oh. I mean, you know. No. All right. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Don't forget to check out daddysqr.com slash France. And France. Uh, France. Okay. As, as, as Britney as says. As Britney Spears would say, party in France. Also, uh, we love to hear from you. We always love to hear from you. True. So please email us at hello at daddysqr.com or the Instagram stuff and the Ever, stuff. Yeah, you know how stuff, to reach us. The stuff. Yeah, and especially if you have anything else to add, we want to make to make um, every episode an actual resource for the country so if you want to add anything just send it to us and we'll add it to the page and you know it's our page is the community page so you're welcome to take part of it thanks so much bye guys bye bye bye